You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here. Welcome to my show, Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. And uh, today we have Abe Partridge. And uh, I met Abe at the Songwriter Festival, Frank Brown Songwriter Festival. And uh, that's really cool. Uh, I think I got to play three or four times there. Uh, what all venues did you play while you were there? Um, I played the pizza place with you. Yeah. And then uh, I got to play like the main room or whatever. And oh, the, yeah. The upstairs room mm-hmm. uh, at the floor. The listening room. The listening room. Yeah. At the floor, Bama. Yeah. That's a yeah. cool place. Yeah, I really like that one. That's a, That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. You going to awesome. try to do it again this year? I think so, if 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 we can. Yeah, if things are happening mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, you've gotten to do a lot of really cool things. Uh, someone even uh, wore your shirt in a Stephen King movie, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so I, I paint, you know, I paint, I make uh, I make art and stuff uh, as well as do uh, music. And yeah, um, the last Stephen King movie called, uh, oh man, I can't even remember the name of it now. Um, total, went totally blank, but it came out back in November and it is, um, but yeah, the guy, a guy, the one of the, um, one of the bad guys in the movie gets, gets shot and and uh he dies with my shirt on (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you didn't get too much fake blood on it yeah you know they ruined all those shirts so (laughs) i had to send them six of the shirts so (laughs) they could uh if you know if they had to go redo the shirts because once he bled all over them i guess they were done yeah yeah that's really cool so um what is your favorite part of music and being a musician is it like the is it playing shows for people or writing or the guitar or what is it um my favorite part i guess um i, I think i guess i guess the, the favorite part that's that's a good question man um it's probably just the 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 fellowship and the communication and the building of uh, relationships and friendships with uh people like you and and uh other artists and songwriters from across the country and and the world really Um, yeah that's one of my favorite things about those festivals like the one i met you at yeah get to meet so many cool people like i got to meet you and i've gotten to meet some really cool people it's yeah that's one of my favorite parts of music too just getting to yeah. meet, getting to meet all those all those nice uh all just the wonderful people in the music business yeah there's uh you know the music business is a weird is a weird place but if mm-hmm. by and large almost every artist that uh almost every artist <laughs> you know is 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 really um supportive and uh pleasant and are willing to uh and and, you know there's so few of us that actually try to 
living out of this because uh, it's, you know, it's pretty tough to make money and make a living doing it. So there's so few as few of us out here that are doing it. It's like after you get to touring and after you start playing around different festivals and you start realizing that there's, uh, there's not thousands of people doing it. There's just hundreds, you know, yeah. and as, and as you, as you get out there, eventually you, you know, if, if you don't, um, if you don't end up meeting the people, you end up like knowing somebody who does know them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's really, it's really, a a, a great, a great community to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, before I really got into the music community, uh, you kind of thought that it would be like a competitive thing, but it's not at all. No, it's one of the, one of the kindest communities that there is. Yeah, it's to it's totally not because um, the reason is is because people that enjoy music. I don't know anybody who just enjoys one artist alone. You know. Yeah. Everybody who listens to music. I mean, look at your wall right now. You know, it's know. full of all different kind of artists, right? Uh huh. And so. Yeah. So like if, uh, if someone, if someone likes my music, that doesn't mean that they will not like yours. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's no reason for there to be a co- competition, you know? I know. Yeah. And, uh, like you were saying, you also, uh, paint and you're an artist. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, is the art, do you love the, the art community as well? Is it, you know, uh, Jack, I, I don't really, um, so, so when I started, uh, playing music out, it was like, uh, a little bit over four years ago, I started playing, you know, and getting, getting into playing songs, uh, that I wrote mm-hmm. and, and at crowds and stuff. I, before that, I wasn't, I wasn't involved in any of this. And, uh, I started touring as a musician and I, you know, my, my community is totally a music community. I don't, I don't really have uh, an artist, the same kind of artist community that I'm involved with. It's uh, it ain't because I've tried to keep myself out of it. It's just that it's uh, I don't know, man. It's a world that I don't really know nothing about. I, you know, I just take paintings and set them up at my shows and sell them. And uh, occasionally I'll have an art show or two, but um, uh-huh. But yeah, there's a, but the few artists that I do know, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a very, it's a cool crowd, you know, it's the kind of people you want to know. Yeah. And uh, do you, is the, does the creativity come from a different place being uh, when you're painting and uh, when you're, when you're playing music? I mean, not in my opinion, it don't, you know, I I don't really know much about all, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, to me, it's all just coming. uh, To me, it's all just the same thing. You know, it's just taking a different form. Have you ever tried painting? Uh, Well, for fun, but. Well, yeah, well, you should, really, all, you should only do it for fun. It's, anyway. all, it's all fun, but just, yeah. you know, just some squiggles. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at kind of on your website, you have a, like a digital gallery of all your paintings. Yeah. And I was looking at all of them and about half or more of your paintings 
the people in them usually have their tongues sticking yeah. out. Uh, what is, does that mean something or is it just fun to paint or, uh, well, I, so, so my, my paintings are mostly, um, like my songs, they're kind of like stories. So each one of my paintings kind of tells a story and I use like symbolism and, uh, to, to tell the stories, you know, to visually tell the stories. And, and, the I, also, and I, also, I also saw that you, a lot of times will put messages on your painting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in places where it's kind of hard for me to, to, to tell the story like I want, then I'll just write, you know, I'll inscribe the words on it. But the tone specifically is about, um, well, you know, there's a verse in the in the Bible that says, uh, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh," and it's just like a representation of what's in somebody. Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Your tongue. Your, uh, if you want to know someone, you just listen to what they say, and then after you've listened, you know, after you've listened to them for a good while, you kind of have a good uh, idea of what what their heart's like, you know. And so that's what that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. That's really cool. Well, thank and, you. Yeah. And uh, you actually just put out a a new single that uh, it's a Nirvana song, yeah. right? And, yeah, yeah, done. And uh, if I remember correctly, Nirvana was one of your really big influences. Yeah, man. That so when I was when I was your age, and may, maybe a. Maybe maybe even a, a year or two younger. What are you about fourteen? Uh, twelve. Twelve out of twelve. Twelve. Okay. When I dude, you are you're brilliant, man. Uh, thank I you. I can't believe you're twelve. But um, uh, yeah. When I was about twelve, uh, I um, see back when I was twelve, the only kind of music that that I'd ever heard was like Michael Jackson and uh. Uh-huh. And like uh, Guns N' Roses and uh, Paula Abdul and just mm-hmm. stuff that I couldn't connect with. And uh, I mean, I really still can't really connect with any of that. But like stuff you hear on the radio. Yeah, it was just radio stuff. And um, and then when Nirvana started coming on the radio, which was a very um, uh, uh, strange thing, you know, because I was from South Alabama and. Uh, so when we heard when Nirvana came on the radio, that was, it was like the first music that I'd ever heard that I could, you know, that connected with me. So, mm. and that's what really, um, that's where my love for music began. That's really cool. And uh, speaking of, what are some of your biggest influences? Uh, well, I mean, Nirvana is, uh, is right up there. And, uh, so I have had a, you know, I've had a, a twisted kind of journey to get to where I'm at today. Uh-huh. You're by, I, I was reading your bio today and, uh, yeah. you've done a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I was uh, 18, I, um, I just, I had a religious kind of experience and I, started um i went to bible college and i ended up becoming a baptist preacher and uh i was an mm-hmm. independent fundamental baptist preacher which is a pretty um 
um, kind of extreme um, fundamentalist brand of Christianity and no rock and roll music or anything like that was allowed. So I had grown up on like grunge rock and punk rock, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I had to give all that up to go to Bible school. And so then I became, you know, kind of a big fan of uh, old um, bluegrass kind of music, like the Stanley brothers and Mm, and Bill Monroe and stuff like that. And uh, so I, I then, and that's when I learned to play music. Actually, I learned to play music mm. in the church. I learned to play a banjo first when I was oh, eighteen. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, and I was playing in bluegrass kind of uh, settings in in churches. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then I left, became a pastor when I, in Kentucky when I was twenty five, and uh, that's where I discovered um, I had a really a kind of a, a horrible. Uh, kind of uh, depression uh, getting me there and uh, just a, a debilitating kind of a mental state that that uh, happened upon me and it happened at the same time that I discovered like Bob Dylan and Towns Van Zant and John Prine and all the great songwriters and that's when I started writing music so yeah and right right behind this mic that little thing right there uh-huh. That's a Towns Van Zant poster. Right, oh, cool. Right behind the mic. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, t- so yeah, Towns and uh that that was what made me want to start writing music. Uh mm-hmm. was 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 hearing those songwriters. Uh, and it hit me at the right time, you know. It hit me yeah. whenever I was at one of the lowest points of my entire life and uh I, I was uh, 27 years old uh, and I felt like an absolute failure and um, and I had this choice, you know, I had to weigh, I was weighing out the choice of staying in this church that I was involved in or leaving it and leaving everything that I had and totally throwing away my education and, and starting afresh and hearing those sad songs, uh, you know, kind of helped me uh, out of that mess and, uh, you know, help, help get me to what I'm, you know, doing today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good that it really good that it helped you, uh, get out of that. That's, yeah. That's what I think a lot of people who, uh, don't really listen to songwriters or, uh, aren't songwriters sometimes, uh, don't get that uh, listening to listening to sad songs kind of just makes you feel better. Yeah. Well, but, well, when you, when you're, uh, when you're, when you're waiting around to die and then you <laughs> hear Towns Van Zant sing waiting around to die, there's something about it that makes you not, uh, it, 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 it like, it, it's like, there's a, um, there's a certain type of, uh, it's like when I was in the desert, you know, I was, I was in the military for a while. And when you're in the desert, it could be an awful, horrible, lonely kind of place. But when you're there with someone else, when you, when your buddy's right there beside you, uh-huh. um, it doesn't, you know, it's like, it's like there's a fellowship that, that takes place in those dark places that, that helps you through it. And I think that's what sad songs do. They just kind of bump up to you and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're in this together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, now kind of going back to 
the nir- their Nirvana thing. Yeah. Uh, the single you just released of uh, the song "Dumb." Yeah. You uh, painted the cover of that, didn't you? I did. Yes. Yeah. That that's that was my interpretation of nir- of the Nirvana as in utero cover, which was the record that you know where they released the song "Dumb" originally. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I just kind of uh, did my interpretation of the Nirvana record. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you should you. Uh, you should paint the the cover of my next album. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, you, you know, let's make it happen, buddy. I'd be honored. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I really love your art. It's really it's a really cool thing. Thank and, you, buddy. Uh, and uh, I was listening to your album White Trash Lipstick the other day. Oh yeah. And on the the last song of that album, I believe is called Back Alive. Yeah. And you have this old-timey record sound on on that. How did you do that? That but because I actually recorded that song in this old um recording booth from the 1940s. So hmm. Back in the 1940s, there were these machines where you could just go into a booth and it would record, I think it's two minutes or maybe two minutes and 30 seconds. And you could like say, hey, mom, I love you, you know, and this is from wherever. It was like a postcard. And you could send it and they could put it on their record players at home. Well, Uh yeah. That's really cool. So this cool. guy, Matt, these, uh, this place called Third Man Records in Nashville has one of those that they've totally remodeled and uh, or, or bought up to, you know, it's it's uh, refurbished it, I guess you could say. Wow. And that's the sound quality you get. I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not like any kind of high quality audio, but it's uh, it cuts a record right there while you play it and it spits it out. That's, yeah, that's one of the... That's one of my favorite things about that album is that song. I, I think I've played that song over and over a couple times. Oh, cool, man. You know, I just made a video for it, and I actually um, I put it on YouTube, and I called it on YouTube because I never officially released I never officially released White Trash Lipstick. It only exists on CDs. There was only a 1,000 of them ever made. Yeah, you, and, you gave uh, me one of the CDs when I met you, and uh, yeah. I listened to it. On our, I listened to both your albums on our way home from Alabama. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, see that 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 album only exists uh, with just uh, there's a thousand CDs, and uh, other than those thousanded copies, there's not any more. And I'm never gonna put that one online. That I made that record three months after my first gig. So really, uh, that's yeah, that's one of my really just my favorite albums to listen to i love that album. Well, thanks man well uh so when you're in nashville you can go to third man records and it's like 20 bucks and you can go in really? the booth and record yeah that's and awesome then it, and then it pops out a record uh, actually you know neil young just released a whole record that he recorded in that booth you know what i think someone told me about that a couple months ago yep. that uh doesn't I feel like Jack White has something to do with that for some reason. Yeah, it's third Third Man Records is Jack White's operation. So yeah, it's I yeah. think he's the man who owns the thing. But um Yeah, some 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 people were talking about how I should go and uh, get one of those old recordings done. Well, that's it right there. Yeah, you go if I mean you'll be in Nashville again one day and uh <laughs> because I know I know how you like to get out there and play and just go by there, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that'd be really cool because I really love how you made that at how it made that sound. Yeah, well, that's all. It's all real. It ain't that it, it wasn't uh, some kind of uh, filter or something. It's it's straight off the record, just like that. Huh, that's so cool. Yeah. And uh, I believe we we're getting to uh, maybe the the end of it here. Would you? Okay. Would you uh, play a song for us? Yeah, buddy. I'll be glad to. Yeah, that would be awesome. So this is a song called uh, The Undisclosed Location in Southwest Asia, Killing Floor Blues. <laughs> well, I'm a uniform nothing This nowhere land in this dry desert heat in this dry desert sand and the camel in the distance lord he looks so free As the wind blows the dust from his hide In between my clenched teeth My clenched teeth My clenched teeth The bombs they just keep a falling from them undertakers in the sky. And I think about my babies when I left, they were crying. Cause I can't even tell the difference Between a prison and this war A prison and this war A prison and this war There might have been a time when it was right to say, God bless you. But I'm afraid that time is no more. And there might have been a time when it was right for us to ask forgiveness. But the killers ain't the ones praying. When we were out on the killing floor. And 
so I'll just lace up my boots like I've done the last hundred days. And feel the sting of the Arabian sun bearing down upon my face. And I'm starting to realize That the good guys and the bad guys We ain't so easily defined No, we ain't so easily defined We ain't so easily defined We ain't so easily defined. All right, Jack. That was that was really good. Was that a? If I remember, that was a about your time in the military. Yeah, buddy. That was about. Uh, that was about the feeling that you get when you open the back door of a cargo airplane and you walk out the back of it and all you can see for miles and miles is sand and it feels like somebody's blowing a hot air uh, air dryer on your face and the sand's blowing in your eyes and your mouth and then you get out and then you have to uh you get out and then you realize that you're going to be there for six months and there is absolutely nothing that you can do about it except just continue to uh except to put you know put your head down and, and do it and uh that and uh that was when i wrote that song i was overseas in a war mm-hmm. well uh i'm glad you're uh you got you're here now and uh yeah you, I wrote song. I'm here and I got a song about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're in uh, you're in Mobile, right? Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. I've been. I was born and raised here, hmm. and I moved away for about ten years. But I'm back home now. I've been. I've been back for about ten years. So yeah, this is where I'm based out of. Yeah. So. Uh, well, this has been really cool talking to you, Abe. No. Yeah. You too, buddy. Yeah, thank you for coming on, and uh, this was really, really fun. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I I think you've uh, I think you're doing it right, man. You got uh, this is a professional operation. I know you got some good helpers, and and uh, and it looks like you got some good equipment. And I, I've listened to huh. several of your episodes, and they all sound they all the sound is is amazing, and you're doing a great job, buddy. Huh. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So. Uh, Thanks, Abe. This has been awesome. And uh hope to see you soon. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. We will. I'll see you uh, if if there's any you know, if there's ever uh whenever the world gets back to whatever the new normal is and artists <laughs> can start riding around and playing songs. Let me know when you come down to Mobile, man. We'll we'll uh we'll pet we'll play a show together or something. Yeah, definitely. Let 
Let me know if you come down to Texas. I will be in Texas again. I promise you that. I don't know how soon, but I got a lot of I got a lot of good people that I like to play for over there in Texas. So yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, well, thank you, and uh, hope you have a good quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you too, buddy. Get you some good uh, practice there. I need to. I you need to. What you need to do is show me how you play that guitar because. Uh, <laughs> Because you 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 a way better guitar player than I ever thought about being, and you ain't the twelve. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you you're 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 a fine young man, and now you 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 just keep keep on that straight path, buddy. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes, sir. That, tell your daddy I said goodbye. Okay. And all right, man. We'll talk to you later. Awesome.